1: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.
0: You know what, Matthew? I'm thinking of making a new website. Oh, do tell. Yeah, I'm going to use Squarespace because I don't want to code. I mean, I want a website without all the, the grunt work. The rigmarole? Work. Yeah, all, without getting my hands dirty.
1: Yes, well, yeah, I think Squarespace is the way to go. They've got over 20 beautifully professionally designed templates. It's drag and drop. It works on any device. What could possibly be easier?
0: What could go wrong? (laughs) I'll go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when I'm ready to launch, I'm going to use the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off my first purchase of a website or a domain. Molly and I'm Matthew and this is spilled milk the show where we cook something delicious eat it all and you can't have any
1: and today we're talking about rutabagas no
0: we're not we're (laughs) talking about turnips
1: um I did put some rutabaga information on here because I figure we're probably not going to do a separate rutabaga rutabaga episode well let's get there but let's start with turnips okay okay do you have any turnip memory lane because I actually do
0: no I remember like hearing about turnips and thinking they seemed scary we didn't have them in my house really
1: I remember sometime when I was young my mom offering me a bite of raw turnip like this was something really special and I loved it. Really? Yeah, and I still love raw turnip. It's delicious and the and so beautifully crunchy.
0: It is so underused. I've never eaten raw turnip before.
1: I mean, it's like a little bit like a mild radish.
0: Uh, It is like a mild radish.
1: Um, That kind of crispy, crunchy texture, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you can uh, cut it into batons and make a salad, or just kind of snack on it.
0: It's really good. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't people put this on crudité platters?
1: I don't know. It's great. It, uh, I,
0: I can't believe I've never eaten this before
1: it's, it's I feel like it's relatively unusual among uh like uh white fruits and vegetables and that it doesn't like oxidize and get weird really quickly.
0: This may be the perfect food
1: yep, mm-hmm. and the other one's good too okay turnips okay. turnips is good that's what we've learned so far.
0: Turnips is good
1: mm mm-hmm. mean um, yeah, that's our new t-shirt
0: okay so tell me about them okay. Um, why so, do people think turnips isn't good? Because I know a lot of people think turnips isn't good. I don't think I can answer that. I mean, because it's, it's they like get like really a, they get really pungent in certain preparations. They
1: do, and certainly when I was cooking the glazed turnips that I made, the the house did start to get some turnip funk.
0: Sometimes I hold on. We'll get to this later, but sometimes <laughs> I roast turnips. Uh-huh. And I think they're delicious, but they have this like pungent turnip flavor. And the other day I used some turnips I had in a vegetable couscous. Oh, yeah. Like this, you know, blend of kind of wintry vegetables. And I did not like the flavor of the turnips in them. Like there was something about the way that I cooked Mm. it, like on the stovetop. So without the kind of like blistering heat you get when you're roasting. This was like a wetter heat on the uh, on the stovetop. And I did not like the way the turnips tasted. I think that they are a vegetable that needs to really be treated um, in, a, in a certain way.
1: But, I mean, the ones you just said were so good, I cooked with wet heat on the stovetop. So what do you have to say about that?
0: Mm, I don't know. They're really good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think of turnips as being pretty mild, but uh, sometimes... They have some really pungent. Pungent smelling. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe you like... I mean, I cook them uncovered. Maybe Do you if you think cook I them, have
0: like an off turnip.
1: I mean, maybe not off. Maybe, maybe just like an assertive turnip. Mm-hmm. Have you been to my uh, my deli, oh. the assertive turnip? <laughs> we deliver.
0: Do you deliver sass? Oh, it Seems yeah. like what that's what an assertive turnip would deliver.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I did some turnip research on my favorite source of turnip information,
0: <laughs>
1: Turnipedia.
0: <laughs> okay, tell me um, about okay, it. Okay, so
1: first off, the word turnip. Uh, this is this. All of this is from Wikipedia, unless uh, I say I'm, otherwise. I'm ready. The word turnip is a compound of "tur" as in turned, rounded on a lathe, and "neep" derived from Latin "napus." What
0: does napis mean?
1: It means uh, something in the uh, turnip family. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, so that was super interesting. <laughs> oh, so far. On. Go
0: on to this next one. This next one's great.
1: Sappho calls one, there's going to be a lot of hard to pronounce words in this episode. Uh, Sappho calls one of her paramours gongula, which means turnip. Isn't that great?
0: Oh my God, I'm going to start calling my paramours turnip.
1: Yes. Only all, one
0: of them though.
1: Mm, maybe all of them, but different varieties of turnip. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cute. How many paramours would you say you have at any given time?
0: I, I have just one. Okay. Um, hey, do you, do you and Lori have like um, food related pet names?
1: No, I don't think we do.
0: I used to have a dog named Jack, and we called him Potato, which then turned into Tater, and he was just called Tater all the time.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah, it was really cute, but I think we missed the boat there with the turnip, so Ash, I'm going to start calling you (laughs) Turnip.
1: That's funny when you said missed the boat with the turnip, because something I didn't put on here was the expression, uh, just fell off the turnip. I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. (laughs)
0: Wait, is that the is that how the expression goes? That's
1: one version of it, certainly. What's
0: the other version?
1: Um I don't know. Maybe that's the only I can't think it's of it. It's not enough. my
0: first time at the rodeo.
1: I, that means it means the same thing, I think. As
0: I didn't just fall off the turnip truck.
1: Yeah. Why a turnip truck? I think
0: is it should it be turnip wagon?
1: No, because I like the alliteration of turnip truck. Okay, and also fine. like falling off the wagon means something else. Oh, so that's it could be confusing. True.
0: Okay, okay. Carry on.
1: <laughs> so consider yourself debunked. Okay. Uh, Pliny the Elder considered the turnip one of the most important vegetables of his day, rating it, quote, directly after cereals or at all events after the bean, since its utility <laughs> surpasses that of any other plant.
0: Wow! Any
1: other plant except after the for bean. the bean and the cereals.
0: Wow! Wow, okay, carry on, Matthew. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating.
1: The turnip is an old vegetable charge in heraldry.
0: What does that mean? So
1: uh, heraldry is like what goes on your crest or coat of arms, and a charge is like an element that goes on that. So apparently you could put a turnip on your coat of arms.
0: Wow! What does it
1: represent? I don't know, but I know it was used by Leonard von Kutschak, Prince Archbishop of Salzburg.
0: A man of taste.
1: Yes. And pro- probably like he went to war with like someone with a radish coat of arms yeah right yeah uh,
0: definitely someone from the Napus family yeah.
1: <laughs> the the Napis dynasty yeah that ruled that ruled the, Europe
0: it, back when people spoke Latin
1: yeah in old, old times
0: yeah Okay, go on. Speaking
1: of old times, from an 1881 home economics book, quote, the benefits derived from turnip husbandry are of great magnitude.
0: Wow, so it's more <laughs> than just getting to eat turnips. It's also like...
1: It's also, you y- can marry them.
0: You get, <laughs> you get a companion.
1: yes. That reminds me. Actually, uh, speaking of turnips in literature, um, there's a book by um, Gyo Fujikawa called uh, "Let's Grow a Garden." Okay. Um,
0: oh, this is the this is the the children's book yes.
1: author uh, with so the it's,
0: adorable illustrations. Yes,
1: it's an adorably illustrated children's book about growing a garden. I think I think the first line is something like uh, "Spring is here. Let's grow a garden full of good and tasty vegetables."
0: Is one of them the turnip?
1: Uh, one of them is the turnip, and on the last page of the book, there's a little girl holding a cradling a turnip in her arms. And looking at it lovingly and uh, whenever I used to read this book to Iris when she was, when she was little, I would always uh, pose, pose as this little girl and say,
0: I love you, turnip.
1: And she thought this was so funny.
0: There are few vegetables as cute as the turnip. I mean, like, what do we think? Uh, so what it is cute? Partly because
1: the because of the name, I think the
0: name is really cute. The shape is cute. Yep. and then it's got this like little purple top. Yeah, like like it's a very little jaunty.
1: It's it's like a little uh, it's like it's what, blushing. On shirt like is that what that's called? Like a monk's know. haircut that's like uh, oh. shaved on top with like a ring. I mean, that's what it looks like because they're because they're usually
0: it's like the proto bowl hair proto bowl haircut.
1: Yes, it's like before they figured out. That you could also have hair on top and then become the beat, and that's how the Beatles were born.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, but hold on. Yeah. Wait, are there any cuter vegetables? Let's just think about this. Baby bok choy is pretty cute. Baby bok choy, God, it's really
1: cute. Have I mentioned? I'm sure I've mentioned on the show before. I think we did a bok choy episode, did we?
0: I, I don't can't know. Remember,
1: if we didn't, we should Persian
0: cucumbers; those are pretty cute. Those are pretty but, cute, uh, not as cute as turnips.
1: One time, I was in Japan, believe it or not, and uh, and saw a uh, a gotcha pawn machine, which is like a a capsule toy vending machine that had a series of figurines in uh, in a series called the Bok Choi Boys. They were like tough guys, but they were called the Bok Choi Boys. It was great.
0: That's adorable. Mm-hmm.
1: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.
0: Matthew, if you can dream it. I can dream a ma- lot of things. Maybe you can dream it. I had a
1: dream last night that my cat had kittens and one of them was a mouse like in Stuart Little.
0: Ooh, let's think about how to turn this into a website. Okay. I think this, this website is going to be called Matthew's Dream... Uh, well, ca- I think it's my mouse. my
1: veteran. It's going to be catmouse.org. It's going to be my veterinary <laughs> oh, a practice. Yeah, it's a, it's a nonprofit uh, pro bono veterinary practice <laughs> for very unusual, uh, you know, OBGYN <laughs> and you're veterinary services. all
0: kinds of useful advice. Like Wisdom. If, if your cat gives birth to a mouse and the mouse lives with you in a cigarette box, uh-huh. don't let it get rolled up in the blinds. No. Or if you lose it, check the blinds.
1: And don't let your cat chase the mouse that's its own progeny, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, this is all going to be so easy to do with Squarespace. I'm going to choose a template from one of over 20. Yep. Uh, I'm going to, you know, add e-commerce so yep, you, can, you can
0: sell your t-shirts. And, to my t-shirts, and your you can book. you can
1: book my services. Yep. And uh, you know, it's uh, I'm going to get 10 percent off on all of it because I'm going to go to Squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial, <laughs> and then use the offer code Spilled at checkout for 10 percent off a website or a domain name.
0: <laughs> That's Squarespace.com offer code Spilled. Tell me about turnip lanterns.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is where things get real scary.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Turnip
1: lanterns are an old tradition. Since inaugural Halloween festivals in Ireland and Scotland, turnips, or rutabaga, have been carved out and used as candle lanterns at Samhain... Candle lanterns carved from turnips, somnhog, were part of the traditional (laughs) Celtic festival. Large turnips were hollowed out, carved with faces, and placed in windows used to ward off harmful spirits.
0: I'm going to bring this back this coming Halloween.
1: It sounds, I mean... It would have to be... I mean... This sounds really difficult. It
0: sounds super difficult because turnips are, like, really hard and dense.
1: hard, and they're not as big as pumpkins. They're not as
0: big as pumpkins, and they don't have this skin that, that, like, wants to contain them quite the same way. Mm -hmm. So I fear that in attempting to hollow it out, well, not only could I, like, lose a finger... Yep. But I... Which would be in the spirit of the season. But I could so easily cut through the skin.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) worse than losing a finger, you could destroy the turnip lantern.
0: So... (laughs) Is there some sort of special tool? A for, lathe, for, for obviously, make, for making sa- samnag, ha- salmon nog.
1: Salmon um, uh, sam- nog, also a classic holiday beverage. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh.
0: Oh, it, it, can we? Um, can we? Maybe we should have like a listener meetup
1: okay. in October,
0: and Every, pra- and we can all together carve turnip lanterns.
1: Great, we can. Uh, you know how we put a uh, <laughs> we'll
0: have an ambulance waiting Exactly, out I was going to say. You know,
1: we put a, that that uh, donation thermometer on our website during pledge drive season. We'll have that only for how many fingers have been lost.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, everybody, sharpen your knives. Okay,
1: should we talk about cooking?
0: Yeah, let's talk about cooking. Okay, so can I tell you, recently I have been buying turnips because I'm kind of like, oh, they're there, and and I should eat these, and like I want to expose my kid to them mm-hmm. and all that stuff. The simplest way I cook them is to cut them in quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't peel them. Did you peel these?
1: The little ones, no.
0: Okay. I cut them in quarters, and not in quarters, rather, I cut them in wedges. And I roast them maybe at like 425, um, and I've tossed them with olive oil and maple syrup and a little bit of salt. And I think they're really nice, but they taste—they're oh, delicious, but they taste more turnipy than these. Is this because these are those little Japanese turnips? That
1: could be. I, oh, I think those are more mildly flavored. These but, are
0: the hakurei, yes. turnips. But I mean, when I've when I've made
1: similar recipes uh, with like a, a cubed large turnip Mm -hmm. it wasn't that different
0: huh i would be really curious to yeah to try did you get these at like the farmer's market
1: i got them at a wajamaya
0: okay so these are the little little white turnips they're smaller than Mm -hmm. most grocery store turnips and these were
1: relatively large ones even
0: oh really and but they don't
1: three to a bunch
0: but they didn't have like the purple the purple hair no
1: they didn't have the the purple tonsure okay um and i i cut them into eighths okay I prepared them according to uh, this uh, Anita Lowe recipe from Bon Appetit, although I, I threw away the greens because they were pretty uh, dried out. Okay. And it's called uh, glazed hockery turnips. We will link to it. And it's super simple. The only uh, ingredients are uh, turnips, Butter, sugar, salt, and water.
0: It tastes like there's a lot of sugar. Is there's there a, a lot? lot of
1: sugar and a lot of butter. That's why they're so good.
0: Yeah, they're delicious. Is this a traditional Japanese preparation? It's not. Okay.
1: It's uh, it's using a Japanese ingredient uh, in a the turnips uh, in a like a European style preparation.
0: Okay. Because I was going to say I've done something similar to this with Brussels sprouts.
1: Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah,
0: these like glazed Brussels sprouts. You cook them. Um, you kind of like. Um, Cook them in a mixture of water and butter, and then the, the water, water, butter, and sugar, and then the water evaporates off, and you're left with kind of this caramel that you toss them around. That's in exactly in the skillet. what I did. Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. So,
1: yeah, it's so satisfying. Like, you just kind of pretty much leave them unattended until they get sticky.
0: Yeah. Which um, is also
1: how I raised my child. <laughs>
0: they're super soft mm-hmm. but not falling apart. Yep. The texture is really pleasing. The first time I ever had hakurei turnips um was at The Walrus and the Carpenter here in Seattle. Um and they had cut them in wedges smaller than what you've done here and they had like um I don't know, like pan-seared them and and then let them kind of braise a little bit in browned butter.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's something really magical about turnips and browned butter. I mean, specifically Hakurei turnips, which, uh, Matthew, I really think that you're underestimating the, <laughs> the, the type of, of turnip, the effect of it in this dish. Okay. Because I think that a regular purple top turnip, which must have a name.
1: It's, yeah, it's called an RPTT regular purple top turnip.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I do think it has a much more pungent flavor when cooked.
1: Um, okay. I, I I haven't done it recently enough to say, but I have a, a most of a purple top tonsure turnip left and I will try it. Great. And I'll and I'll forget to report back to anyone.
0: Perfect. So anyway, so I, I sometimes roast my turnips with um, olive oil and maple syrup and salt as I said recently, um, I did this Otolangi winter couscous recipe. Oh, is and that actually, you know what? ultimate that I-
1: winter couscous? Yes. Okay. Now
0: that I'm thinking about it, I'm sorry, it's not done on the stovetop. It's done in the oven. Oh, in like a, now the truth comes like out. Like a 9 by 13 pan kind mm-hmm. of thing. And you're roasting a whole bunch of different chunked up winter vegetables with... Spices and olive oil and stuff. I mean, stuff. that
1: still sounds good.
0: It's really good, but for some reason, the turnips just were super pungent and like not not in a good way. I wound up picking them out of the entire thing of couscous.
1: I I don't know. I mean, maybe a
0: listener could weigh in and tell us. Like, do do turnips vary that much in flavor? Was it the way I cooked it? It was it was in the oven at like three seventy five. What do you think that that
1: taught your child uh, when she saw you picking <laughs> the thing you didn't like out of the dish?
0: To be fair, mm-hmm. I did eat them all when we were sitting at the table. Uh-huh. And then when I went to put away the leftovers, I picked all the turnips out.
1: It's okay. I don't I don't eat any better than a toddler.
0: <laughs> anyway, but I have no, no I, leg I, to stand on. I did eat the turnips because it was only by like the third or fourth one that mm. I was like, Oh, this, Turnip is, fatigue. this is not an accident. This this is what they taste like. Because <laughs> the first couple of times I was like, Weird. Did I just like I don't know, get like a mouthful of spices or something weird?
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Anyway. Okay, yeah, listeners, what, what's going on? Um, no, somebody,
1: somebody cares. So
0: sometimes uh, you know, I— You would
1: think nobody cares about uh, obscure postmodern French philosophers, but, but people they do. do.
0: I, as I mentioned, I'd never eaten a raw turnip until today. However, I have eaten a lot of pickled turnips, mm-hmm. which are also raw.
1: And that's one of the most common ways of, uh, tree, of uh, preparing turnips in and, Japan. And those
0: are often really pungent, not in Japan, but in, I think, for instance, of this wonderful— Mediterranean restaurant in Oklahoma City, which I've talked about before, uh, Mediterranean Deli. Okay. No, Mediterranean Imports.
1: Okay. The uh, restaurant is called Mediterranean Imports. I like that. It,
0: yes, it's it's, like a, like, it's like, like a it's like a store that one. sells like olive oil, um, all different kinds of olives, uh, all different kinds of feta, all these like um, rattan chairs. No, 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 no. Anyway, but they also have, like, a little deli counter where you can get, like, stuffed cabbage rolls and dolmas and uh, mujadra. Anyway, if you order one of their, like, platters, they have these, like, pickled turnips that are dyed pink.
1: Oh, nice.
0: um, On the platter, but they're super pungent. They're really, really pungent. I don't um, enjoy them. They're, they get very spicy.
1: I have had Japanese turnips pickled, uh, pickled with uh, like fresh grape juice, uh-huh. uh, which uh, and they and they turn like purple, and mm. the, those are really good. Mm. Um, okay, so so we've covered roasting. No, mm-hmm. we haven't. We, did we talk? Yeah, we talked about roasting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Do pickling, you ever roast them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, just kind of my standard roasted vegetable method: oven at four fifty. Uh, Toss them with olive oil and salt, and uh, it cut it cut into
0: chunks. I love the texture of them. Yeah, it's almost this texture like um like apples get in like a tart. It is yes. It's like this um. It's like this. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of water in turnips. Mm -hmm. They get this softness to them. It's velvety texture and it's very pleasant.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. They got they got kind of a juiciness.
0: Mm -hmm, Totally.
1: And I have not. I don't have a much. experience with mashed or bashed turnips. Me neither. Which are uh, like uh, the Scottish dish of potatoes and turnips mashed together, which is called tatties and neeps. It's so cute. It's great.
0: Why don't we give things better names? We've just got like mac and cheese.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people in Scotland think uh, mac and cheese is a cute name. Maybe. Scottish listeners, please weigh in. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, uh, uh, Christoph and Gemma. Yes. Please let us know. We know you're out there. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Grove.
1: Grove is a company that makes it easy to get the non-toxic cleaning products that you want for your home. The stuff you already buy, plus other cool stuff, and they make sure you never run out.
0: And the thing is, usually, if you're anything like me, you've got to run around all these different stores to get the products you want. The Toms of Maine thing, the seventh generation thing, the Mrs. Myers thing. Grove has it all in one place. Yeah.
1: Forget that. They're going to send you one box with all the stuff that you love, including some of their own brand stuff. And it is a very efficiently packed box. I appreciated this. It's very pleasing. Yes. It's a small box that has so much cool stuff in it.
0: Yeah. None of those big air pillows.
1: And you're going to specify which stuff you want you know it's not it's not a random assortment of stuff it's uh the products that you that you know and love and try some of their stuff because it's really great
0: yeah so sign up for grove collaborative at grove.co slash spilled milk and you'll get 30 a 30 dollar mrs meyers gift set for free with your order of 20 dollars or more
1: that's grove.co not grove.com grove.co slash spilled milk how about turnip greens what What's your opinion?
0: Um, so once again, the only time I've had turnip greens was when I had those brown butter hockeray turnips mm-hmm. at the walrus and the carpenter, and they were fantastic.
1: yeah the greens turnip greens, uh, yeah, the the Hakurei turnips have more tender greens yes, um like the the real like thick and uh, and gnarly turnip greens. I've not eaten those um, I have, and uh, they. They're they're like the green that you have to stew the longest kind of, and uh, they're they're real rustic.
0: Does it feel like I'm eating this, um, like, to get in touch with my roots? Is it that kind of feeling? Like, like
1: literal like, roots? Was that little, a,
0: No, like like old times. Yeah, like old you timey. Like, like,
1: yeah, uh, waste
0: not, want not. Exactly. We're on the pioneer. Paw is build, building our log cabin.
1: Yeah, when I was reading about turnips and roots. We're
0: on the root- pioneer. <laughs> on the <front. laughs> what did you just say? I said we're on the pioneer, didn't I? We're on the, <laughs> we're on the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> and Paw is building the log oh, cabin. Oh, Paw
1: is, I'm like, Paw's? Like, what kind of Paw's are you talking about?
0: Paw like, is bear building paws? the log cabin. Cabin, and there are wolves that howl at night. Yep.
1: It's a long winter.
0: And it's a long winter. We don't have glass up in the windows of the log cabin yet, and we're, right. we're stewing our turnip greens.
1: Did they did they have glass in the windows of the log cabin?
0: Yes, they said that they could travel to Independence, which was the nearest oh, wow. town. Okay. It was like 40 miles away, and they could get glass nice. for the windows. By the way, talking about Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? Really? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about your your childhood in Oklahoma. Yeah. That's, that's just yeah. what it was like in yeah, Oklahoma in the eighties, right? Back when we used to
0: ride cows to school,
1: uh huh, um, and and milk them on the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we Oklahoma children have hmm. very long arms.
1: Let's talk about rutabaga, shall we? Okay. Like, Wait, I, why are
0: we talking about rutabagas? They're not they're turnips. Almost
1: the same thing. No, it's, they're
0: not. They taste cabbage-y. These taste radish-y. Yeah,
1: I understand. So a, a rutabaga is a cross between a turnip and a cabbage. Right? Is that what I said here? I
0: don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes, it's an ancient cabbage turnip cross. Um, there's there's a lot of overlap in how they look, how they're used. There are like yellow turnips that look kind of like rutabagas. You know, on the whole, yes, rutabagas are larger, more orangey, and more cabbagey tasting. But I mean, if you're trying if you're trying to make out like they're a totally different thing, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, you just did this like <laughs> sassy head flip thing. Uh, I was flipping. Uh, I don't think so. I was
1: flipping the hair that that, that I believe I have. have. <laughs> right, <laughs> okay. I'm flipping ghost hair. Um, I once uh, in my my very first band in college, I wrote a song about rutabagas. I
0: thought you wrote a song about ghost hair.
1: Mm, oh, that would have been a good song. <laughs> this was a bad song, but I'm pretty sure I have a recording of it, so I'm just going to try and drop it into the episode right here.
0: Um. So what what was the song?
1: Oh, it was uh, it was like this was kind of the height of the nineties, <laughs>
0: <The> rutabaga popularity.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's when you know, remember when there when the the <laughs> Billboard <laughs> top ten was like seventy percent songs about r- rutabagas and other root vegetables. There was um. Um, <laughs> I love you, turnip by Madonna.
0: Imagine Casey Kasem uh, <laughs> announcing me. Yeah, yeah, today in <clears throat> its 43rd week at on number the, on one the t- on the pop chart, we've got the turnip blues.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem,
1: and this is Bruce Springsteen with Parsnip in the Dark. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It was like I, I kind of had the idea that uh, based on some of the songs I've been listening to, that you really don't have to write lyrics. You can just kind of toss in whatever words come to mind, and that was the word that came to mind.
0: So you just said "Rutabaga" whole bunch.
1: No, there was more to it. It's a very bad song, and we're gonna play a little bit of it. Oh my god! If I, can't I can find wait. it, I can't wait. <laughs> You better be your place My family's sitting at the table Through the day that's not asleep My mother's yelling at my father My sister's something on my feet Is there something that I'm missing? Have I seen
0: it all before? Wait, wait hold on um, isn't there a children's book or, or something called like the rutabaga stories I don't know Oh, man. Okay. Listeners, could you let us know? I feel like it's like by Roald Dahl or something like that. Um, I'm pretty sure my dad read this If this book
1: was written by a French philosopher, I'm going to be so angry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My dad really loved rutabagas. Okay. I remember always thinking of them as like a dad food. Yeah,
1: it seemed like a dad veg. Yeah. So I I did a little (laughs) research on (laughs) rutabagas. Would you like to hear what I found out? Because it's mostly words that I don't know how to pronounce.
0: (laughs) Perfect. I'm ready.
1: Okay, rutabagas are sometimes called Swedes or neeps, but so are turnips. Okay. Uh, rutabagas are closely associated with Scandinavia. Okay. Um, so I learned that in Finland, which I know is not part of Scandinavia. Disclaimer, disclaimer, uh, they disclaimer. They make a Christmas casserole called Lantulatiko.
0: Ooh, that's nice. hmm
1: in Sweden and Norway, this is according to Wikipedia. Okay. In Sweden and Norway, rutabaga is cooked with potato and sometimes carrot and mashed with butter and either stock or occasionally milk or cream to create a puree called rotmos.
0: Oh, that sounds nice. Which is
1: Swedish for root mash.
0: Oh, perfect. Or
1: kalrabastape, that's Norwegian.
0: Okay. Wow, that that sounds like kohlrabi. Are yeah. they related? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, this is gosh, this is yeah, making so much uh, sense. I believe to me. a
1: kohlrabi is a Brassica olerace, which is part of the Rutabaga cross.
0: Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, t- I'm
1: sure you wanted to know. Thank you. In Norway, kålrotstappa is an obligatory accompaniment to many festive dishes, Ooh. including some of your favorites like smalahova, pinnekjøt, raspabal, and salted herring.
0: Wow, Matthew, this is great. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, do people ever eat rutabaga raw?
1: I think it's woodier than a turnip, but I think you could.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it would be kind of like eating like a raw potato or something, though. Like, mm. that's really, like, nobody looks at a well, maybe they do. A raw or a raw sweet potato. I was like, that's something I'm gonna eat.
1: Nobody looks at a potato the way I look at a potato.
0: Nobody looks at a potato.
1: <laughs> Nobody looks at my potato, goddammit. <laughs> okay. Um I but would, what would you have hypothesized about the texture of raw turnip before trying it?
0: I think I would have thought that it was a little woodier than it yeah. is. It's so radishy. I know. It's really lovely.
1: Okay, so except maybe, I really
0: want some ranch dressing to dip it in. Yeah,
1: that does, does sound that good. Sound nice. I don't even like ranch dressing, and that sounds right.
0: Do you like any creamy dressing?
1: <laughs> no. Blue cheese like,
0: dressing? No. No. Um, do I like anything? What about Caesar Caesar dressing? Yeah, I do like
1: Caesar okay, dressing. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to add about turnips, rutabagas, kohlrabi? Um, I'm still
0: upset that you brought rutabagas into this. That <laughs> 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 I brought the, root of the rutabaga into our relationship. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm so glad we did a turnip episode. I feel like I'm learning a lot, and I um. I think there's a lot we didn't
1: cover because th- we don't know about it.
0: Yeah, and I think that we will have some listeners who will be able to tell us about the the way that that the flavor of a turnip is changed by different preparation methods. <laughs> I
1: say the way the way that the flavor of a turnip turnip has changed over time, like <laughs> since the 80s. Yeah.
0: No, the way that it's changed in different preparations.
1: What do people ride to school today in Oklahoma City?
0: The way that it's changed in different preparations. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> you can find us online at SpilledBulkPodcast.com, uh, where we'll post a link to this uh, Anita Lowe uh, glazed Hakarei turnips recipe.
0: You know, we should also post a link to the Anita Baker song, Rapture. Okay.
1: Which which is uh, like Rapa is is uh, is Latin for turnips, right?
0: Oh, Uh I think so. D- didn't you just Bra- tell it's us? Bra- yeah, Brassica rapa. Well, you just said, "Wait, that's Latin said, for turnips." You just told us what was, turnip was.
1: I said, "I said napa," but that's that's like for as uh, a broader term, I think.
0: Oh god, I'm pretty
1: sure rapa is is Latin for turnips and is also maybe maybe that's maybe the words ra- uh, turnip and rapture come from the same root. Root. You can find us on Facebook at <laughs> Facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast um, and on Instagram at spilled milk podcast.
0: I was also going to say that we are now on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So you can find us on anywhere that you can find podcasts. But if you are a Spotify devotee, mm-hmm. you can now find us there, too.
1: Yeah. You, we might, an episode of uh, Spilled Milk might pop up in your in your like shuffle, like, you know, play my favorite stuff playlist on Spotify, like right between Anita mm-hmm. Baker and, what were you listening to the other day that was so good? The Commodores?
0: Oh, yeah, Night Shift. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfectly engineered food product of songs yeah
1: if uh, if our show came on between those two songs you would say our show is very bad yeah <laughs> okay Wait. by comparison Yeah. um
0: and uh until next time thank you for listening to spilled milk bringing our tatties and neeps to you every week oh yeah i'm uh, molly weisenberg and
1: i'm matthew amster burton I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew.
0: And this is Spilled Milk, the show where Matthew tells me to shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Hot (laughs) off the top. Okay. No, uh, we, we just sat down with some turnips, which is the subject of this week's episode. And uh, before we started... Oh, wait,
0: did I tell you to shut I think I told you to shut up.
1: I think I told you to shut up.
0: Oh, okay. Well, anyway... You know, I mean,
1: to be fair, this happened so long it hap- ago. It ha-
0: yeah, like <laughs> 40 seconds uh-huh. ago. Um, I can't even And Molly
1: remember. started eating the turnips that I cooked for the turnip episode and was like, ooh, these are good. How did you make these? And I said, why don't we start a podcast about how we make things and we can talk about it on that. It was, it was a pretty... You were so sassy. It was, yeah. I, I, I really, loved it, actually. I sassed. Yeah. I sassed.
0: Okay, great. So, hey parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity, set up chores, and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.